classic streams. Topper. Hey, Topper. Oh, Topper, darling. We're back. Here we go again. The Adventures of Topper, starring Roland Young. Adventures of Topper is a new comedy series based on Thorne Smith's hilarious bestseller, Topper. How do you do? My name is Cosmo Topper. Looking at me, you wouldn't think I was suffering from one of the oldest diseases known to man, blonde trouble. And when I say she's out of this world, I mean it. She's a ghost. This blonde ghost I'm referring to is Marion Kirby, who, with her equally frivolous husband, George, have really been complicating my life. With them around, my simplest problems always wind up as disasters. For example, the other day, we had some trouble with our telephone. Mr. Topper. Mr. Topper, I'm handing in my notice here and now. Why, here's your trouble. What's the matter? It's our telephone, Mr. Topper. It's on the blink. Oh, the telephone. Oh, yes, it's a bit out of order, but you wouldn't leave us over a little thing like that, would you? Little thing? Mr. Topper, I've got my social life to consider. That telephone means the difference between being in bed at nine or stomping at the Savoy. Oh. Come now, the phone isn't that bad. There's just a slight buzzing. And it don't ring the way it should, and the voices ain't clear. Well, in any event, I've already called the telephone repairman. I hope he finds the trouble, and quick. Certainly should. Probably only the wires across in the tree. Maybe the lightning the other night did it, or it could be the squirrels. Tree's full of them. Well, that repairman better get here soon. No squirrels ain't gonna take me out dancing. Hmm. Imagine Heliotrope wanting to quit because the phone's not working well. Hey, Cosmo. Hey, Cosmo, who were you talking to just then? Oh, well, Malvina. Um, nobody. Why? Well, every time I come upon you suddenly, you seem to be talking to someone, and there's no one there. Cosmo, do you feel well? Of course, dear. And another thing... Every night lately, I hear you talking in your sleep. Well, maybe you don't give me enough chance to talk when I'm awake. <laughs> Cosmo, dear, please don't joke. I'm really worried about you. Lately, you've been acting so queerly as if, well, as if you were hearing voices or something. Voices? Why, why that's ridiculous, Melvina. There's really nothing to worry about. Maybe I haven't been sweet enough to you. After all, a wife should be your husband's partner... To share his happiness and his trouble. Oh, I'd like to share your troubles with you, Cosmo. Why, Melvina, that, that's the nicest thing you've said to me since you, since you proposed to me. <laughs> well, then, Cosmo, why don't you confide in me and tell me what's bothering you? After all, there's no one more understanding than your own wife. Melvina, maybe you're right. So, Melvina, you will believe what I tell you, no matter how fantastic it sounds. Of course, dear, trust me. Now, what is it? Well, you remember George and Marion Kirby? Of course, that reckless young couple who died when their car crashed into a tree. Melvina, they're not really dead. Not dead? But Cosmo, they're buried at Pleasantville Cemetery. Yes, but they've come back to Earth as low-plane spirits. They've come back to Earth as low-plane spirits? Yes, you see, they couldn't get to heaven, so they have to hang around the Earth. With you, Cosmo? Oh, yes, they made me their bosom companion. They made you their bosom companion? Unfortunately, yes. You do believe me, don't you, Melvina? Why, why, yes, dear, of course. <laughs> and and uh, these these low-plane spirits, uh, do, do you really see 
them, Cosmo? Actually, I only see them when they have stored up enough ectoplasm. When then they materialize right before my eyes, out of thin air. Out of out of thin air? Mm-hmm. Zip, they materialize. Zip, they dematerialize. <laughs> they materialize and dematerialize. Zip, zip. <laughs> That's about it, yes. Of course, at times Marion looks a little unzipped. <laughs> anyway, they're the ones who've been aggravating me lately. Oh, so they're the ones. Sure. One time, George and Marion forced your uncle out of the house. The next, they dragged me to the races. And you blame everything on these low, plain spirits? Completely. So now, dear, after hearing my story, you can understand my trouble. Yes, Cosmo. I, uh, I'm just beginning to understand. See how serious it is. Cosmo, it's more serious than you think. You can see why I've been worried. Can I? Uh, now, Cosmo, dear, you stay right here. I'll be right back. Now, don't go away. I won't, Melvina. Now that I told you everything, I think we know how to handle it. Yes, dear. I think I know just how to handle it. I know, Dr. Schwarzkopf, this, this phone is a little out of order. Can you hear me now? Well, I say he hears noises. He sees things. He talks to himself. You'll take the case? Oh, thank you. Yes, our family doctor said you were the best psychiatrist around here. Oh, I'll be sure not to tell him that you're coming. Yes, yes, I understand. You want to observe him without arousing any mental resistance. Oh, oh, you'll come at once? Good. Yes, of course. Oh, I'll be sure to keep him here until you arrive. Goodbye. I'm getting to feel better already. Confession is good for the soul. I should tell Melvina everything long ago. No more George and Marion for me. Uh, I spoke too soon. George, Marion, are you in this room? You needn't think I can't tell you it's because you're invisible. Oh, speak up, I tell you. Yes, they really aren't here. My nerves must be getting the better of me. Don't mess up my hair. Marion, I knew you were here. Now, no more of your silly pranks. Speak up. I'm no longer a man to be trifled with. <laughs> All right, Topsy. Darling, you're so cute when you're cross. Don't you know he's not ladylike to sneak in on people just because you're a spirit? Now, don't be an old cross-tack, Topsy. What you need is some fun. Darling, George and I have a great day planned for you. He ought to be along any minute. Marion, I want you to get this off my chest at once. I'm a new man. I've taken a new lease on life. That's an idea. Lately, you've been looking as if your old one had expired. Man, I mean, I'm not waiting for George to pick me up. I'm not interested in your plans for me today or ever. In fact, I'm leaving this room now to walk, take a walk by myself. Why, Topper, do you think I'll let you go on that note? Aren't you going to stop me? Marion, take your arms away from my neck. Marion, get off my lap this instant. <laughs> Topsy's getting angry. Topsy's getting angry. Mary, I, Mary, I forbid you to sit here. Even if you are invisible, what if my wife should come in? Cosmo, I am in. Oh, Cosmo, you're talking to yourself again. Oh, my poor dear, so burdened down with care. It's not the only thing I'm burdened down with. The best thing for me now would be if I could stretch my legs and take a short walk outside. A walk? Oh, no, Cosmo, you mustn't. 
Why not? Uh, well, uh, 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 someone is coming. I mean, uh, will you look so comfortable in that chair? Oh, Cosmo, remember when we were first married, you always asked me to sit on your knee. Well, why don't you ask me to sit there now? Right now, Melvina? Yes, of course. Ask me right now. Well, I can't. There isn't any room. What? I mean, I never had much of a lap in the first place. My legs are so short. Oh, Cosmo, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, now, dear, I insist. After all, large and small, a lap's a lap. Well, if you insist, let me make a suggestion. Well, what is it? Why don't you let me sit on your lap? If that's the telephone repairman, send him right in. Yes, sir, Mr. Topper. I'll be in the living room. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. Good afternoon. Dr. Heaven Schwartz talks to see Mr. Topper. Here's my card. Mr. Topper's in the living room. You needn't announce me. Don't worry. <laughs> I wasn't going up. That door over there. Uh, Mr. Topper, your wife. Well, it's about time you got here. Yeah. You were expecting me? Expecting? I've been expecting you for days. Don't stand there. Go climb the tree. Climb, climb the tree? Now, now, Mr. Topper, let's sit down calmly and discuss this. Uh, what seems to be the trouble? Well, it's my opinion the trouble's been caused either by the lightning or the squirrels. Personally, I lean towards the squirrels. Uh, why is that? I think they've been crossing my wires. Mm hmm? In other words, you definitely feel your wires are crossed. Either that or I have a very loose connection. <laughs> well, uh, in any event, you hold the little squirrels directly responsible for your present predicament? Undoubtedly. Tell me, uh, have you ever seen these little squirrels at work? Not exactly. Mm-hmm. But confidentially, I think they sneak around and work on my wires when I'm asleep. <laughs> mm. Definite manifestations of a persecution complex. Was there? <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Now, look here, my man. I don't see where all this talk is getting us. Why don't you get your tools and get busy? Tools? <laughs> Certainly a hammer, a monkey wrench. For the squirrels, Mr. Topper? Of course not. Stop gibbering like an idiot. Well, then what for? Well, you know your business better than I do. I've probably got a screw loose someplace. <laughs> that we can agree upon. Now, uh... When were you first aware that something was wrong? Well, a few days ago, there was a distinct buzzing noise. It hurt my ear. Buzzing noise in your ears? Like a bee, perhaps? Not exactly. Certainly not like a squirrel, Mr. Topper. What has that to do with it? The trouble is, when I hear the buzzing, I can't hear the voices. Voices? You hear voices, too. Oh, yes, the buzzing isn't as bad as that. I can still hear the voices. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do these voices seem to be saying? What difference does that make? Oh, just call it idle curiosity, Mr. Topper. Is there anything that all the voices have to say in common? Certainly. Hello and goodbye. <laughs> Let's get to the trouble. Now, now, Mr. Topper, please calm yourself. Why, the last gentleman I dealt with not only had trouble with bells and buzzing, but he also saw lights going on and off. Is that right? Yes. He thought he was a pinball machine. <laughs> oh, poor fellow must have been out of his mind. Uh, definitely. Wartime hysteria, no doubt. I deeply sympathize with these people. Oh, you do? Oh, yes, those poor unbalanced souls are my deepest sympathy. Well, shall we climb the tree now?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not all through, sister, but I found out what the trouble was. Now tell me where I can find the boss of the house, and I'll make my report. Mrs. Topper's in the dining room. Oh, here she comes now. Uh, Mrs. Topper's a man to see you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Hilliard Top. Well, doctor, have you made your examination? <laughs> Lady, the name is Smith. Just plain Smith. Oh, yes. How forgetful of me. <laughs> I promised you I wouldn't mention your name, didn't I, doctor? <laughs> Well, uh, what did you find, uh, Mr. Smith? Lady, will you stop winking at me? I got a wife and three kids. But tell me, what did you find? Well, you know, everything's got a breaking point, Mrs. Topper. Oh, it isn't as bad as... Well, I made a thorough examination. You got a heck of a mess on your hands here. The wires are definitely crossed. Oh, dear, I was afraid of something like this. What do you think has caused it? Well, I'd say it was mainly due to the squirrels. Oh, poor dear Cosmo. Tell me, do you think I should discuss this with my husband? Sure, by all means. Tell him the truth. Very well, Doctor. Uh, It's going to be hard, but I know I must be brave. you see, Cosmo, in view of all the evidence, it's it's obvious you're not quite well. After all, the psychiatrist's examination this afternoon was was very conclusive. You say a psychiatrist examined me and I didn't even know it? Yes, dear. And not only did I talk with him later, but I received his written report. Well, Vina, I still can't quite believe it. Well, Cosmo, did anyone else ever see these ghosts? Well, no, they didn't. Uh, Did anyone else ever talk to them? It would be tough to prove. There. You see, Cosmo, that all these things are figments of your imagination. Then I don't have wild evenings with dead people. Imagination, dear. Well, I didn't go to the races last week with George and Marion Kirby and win a lot of money. Imagination, dear. Marion Kirby doesn't think I'm attractive and throw her arms around me. Imagination, darling. <sighs> dear, what has my imagination got that I haven't got? <laughs> Melvina, supposing you're right, what are we going to do about it? Well, uh, people who aren't well... Uh, well, they stop work for a while, and they go away for a rest. To a sanitarium. To a sanitarium? Yes, dear. It's so quiet and private. Oh, there'll be no one there to disturb you. Solitude has its advantages, and I can use a good rest. But you haven't quite convinced me about the sanitarium. Well, of course, dear. I won't be with you. You've convinced me. <laughs> I knew you'd be reasonable, dear. Now, Cosmo, uh, the first step on your road to recovery is to face squarely the fact that you are not well. But what if I hear the voices again or see the ghost? Well, if you do, dear, you must ignore it. You just say to yourself, I'm a sick man. I'm imagining things. I want to get well. Go ahead. Practice. Very well, dear. I'm a sick man. I'm imagining things. I want to get well. I'm a sick man. I'm imagining things. I want to get well. Oh, I stop being still angry. 
I'm sorry I was gone so long, darling, but I had the hardest time finding Joel. Hi, Topper. Say, what's all this mumbo-jumbo? Oh, boy, we got plans for you. That's right, Topper. <laughs> we're going to have a wonderful time. Well, we're going to... Topper, are you listening to me? I'm a sick man. I'm imagining things. <laughs> I want to get well. What? What did you say, Topper? What did he say, George? So it's me, baby. Hey, Topper. Topper, are you ignoring us? George, maybe he's asleep. Shake him out of his slumber. Sure. Topper. Topper, don't you hear us? No, I don't hear you, but if I did, I would tell you I've been pronounced crazy. Because I imagine I see and hear ghosts. You do? Anyone we know? Yes, you and George. Oh, come on, come on, come off it, Topper. You don't imagine you see us. We're visible now. You do see us. No, I don't. You're merely hallucinations. Go away. Oh, now, look, look, Topper. If we're just hallucinations, why are you talking to us? Because I'm crazy. <laughs> Topsy, darling, how do you know you're crazy? Because I'm talking to you. Oh, Topper, don't believe stuff like that. Look, if you're in a jam, let us help you out, huh? No use. The famous psychiatrist said I was not well. They'll send me to a sanitarium. But this is fantastic, Topper. How can you say that we don't exist when we're standing right here talking to you? Uh, George, let me handle this. Your turn, baby. Topsy, dear, look in my eyes. Now I put my arms around you, and then I kiss you. Now what have you got to say? I'm a sick man. <laughs> I'm imagining things. Who wants to get well? Poor old Topsy. George needs a terrible mess. And frankly, you're mainly to blame. You're always getting him into trouble. Me? Oh, you usually manage to get your pretty pan into the middle of things, darling. Why, George Kirby, you're the lowest low plane spirit I know. How can you make an accusation like that? Well, all right, all right. What's the use of arguing? The point is that if Topper's declared crazy, they're going to send him away. Now, uh, just what are we going to do about it? Well, whatever we're going to do, we better do it fast. Right. George, I overheard Mrs. Topper talking on the telephone a few minutes ago, and that Dr. Schwarzkopf is bringing over a noted Viennese psychiatrist, Dr. Gerhard Wilhelm Glockenspiel, to examine Topper before they officially commit him. Another psychiatrist? Oh, what are they doing? Getting up a convention over Topper's mind? I've decided when they get here, Topper won't be the only one under observation. We'll be in the room, invisible. And I have a plan. After you, Dr. Glockenspiel. The patient is in the living room. You'll find this a very interesting case. Oh, from what you tell me, Dr. Schwarzkopf, this case has delightful possibilities. <laughs> I know you'll enjoy yourself. Well, on to the patient, Dr. Schwarzkopf. Right. Here we go, Dr. Glockenspiel. Yes, Dr. Schwarzkopf, here we go. Well, well, well. How's our patient this afternoon? Uh, Mr. Topper, I want to present my colleague, Dr. Gerhard Wilhelm Glockenspiel. He wishes to ask you a few questions. Oh, please, no more questions. I'm not well, and that's that. Uh, one moment, please. Let's not jump to any hasty conclusions. Please, I'm happier this way. Don't try to convince me that I'm sane. That's what they were trying to do. Who are they? George and Marion. A couple of dead people I've been going around with lately. Oh. <laughs> you see, Dr. Glockenspiel, not only does he have buzzing, ringing, and voices, but now he's got dead people, too. A wonderful mind to think of it. Of course, now I realize they're hallucinations. George, I don't mind leaving, but Marion... Ah, there's a hallucination. I hate to give up. Oh, Mr. Topper, would you mind describing this 
apparition, you see. Well, usually Marilyn is invisible, but when she materializes... Oh. Yes, continue, Mrs. Harper. When she materialized, she's about five feet two, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yes, yes. Lovely little figure. Go on. Sometimes I'll be sitting in my chair and she comes up, puts her arms around me and kisses me on the cheek. Uh, Dr. Glockenspiel, sometimes I think we're on the wrong end of this business. <laughs> Please, Dr. Schwarzkopf, let's not mix business with hallucinations. Uh, still, I once knew a hallucination in Vienna. Uh, but let's back, back to our examination now. You know, the apparitions I can understand, but I've had other hallucinations I can't explain. Oh, that's what we are here for, Mr. Topper. Tell us all about this hallucination. Well, I'll be sitting quietly, minding my own business, when suddenly, for no apparent reason, the door will open and close, all by itself. Like that. I just imagined it open and close. Oh, now, now, Mr. Topper, calm yourself. I, too, saw the door open and close. Uh, Dr. Schwarzkopf, you saw the door open and close, didn't you? Yes, of course, <laughs> Dr. Glockenfeld. Uh, probably a draft. Well, you see, Mr. Topper, you mustn't confuse your hallucinations with reality. The door opens and closes. Well, perhaps it was a draft, but I have other hallucinations not so easily explained. Oh, I think Dr. Schwarzkopf and I can explain them. You can? That's wonderful. You take that trumpet. How did that trumpet get here? I thought it was in the attic. Oh, dear gentlemen, right now I see that trumpet. I imagine I see it playing all by itself. I don't suppose you hear it, do you? Uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Mr. Topper, uh, uh, would you repeat that question? I said, Dr. Rockenfield, did you hear the trumpet? Uh, uh, the question is, uh, uh, do I hear the trumpet? Uh, well, uh, uh, Dr. Schwarzkopf, do you hear it? Uh, you tell me. Oh, 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 no, after you. But I insist. No, after no, you, Dr. No. Rockenfield. Uh, All right, well, I definitely go on record as saying I hear nothing. I, too, hear nothing. It stopped now. Oh, thank heavens. Amen. You see, you heard nothing. Well, that proves I'm not well. Anyone who hears these noises is obviously not well. Guess we may as well go, gentlemen. Excuse me, but I'm having the queerest hallucination now. There's a picture just came off the wall and is floating through the air. Floating, floating in the direction of Dr. Glockenspiel's head. Oh! Gentlemen, I... Hate to bother you again, but I'm having another hallucination. Another one, Mr. Topper? Uh, yes, I imagine that heavy chair is rising and floating through the air toward Dr. Glockenspiel's head. It's floating. Now he's just about to join the picture frame. <laughs> you don't see it, do you, Dr. Glockenspiel? Oh, uh, I don't see a thing. No, I insist I don't see a thing. But I just remember I have another appointment. Good day, Mr. Topper. Oh, dear. You know what, Dr. Schwarzkopf? What? Now the chair seems to be going in the direction of your head. Glockenspiel, wait for me. Oh, Mr. Topper, we'll send you our bill in the morning. George, Marion. <laughs> well, Topper, you finally convinced that we're not hallucinations, huh? George, don't talk to him. As Liam says that he's paid us, I don't want to have anything more to do with him. Hmm. That goes for me, too, Topper. As far as you're concerned, we're quick. Oh, now, Marion. Let's go, George. George. Marion. They're gone for good. No more excitement, no more fun. Oh, dear, I'm going to miss them. Now what? Uh, Mr. Topper, your wife sent me in here to make my examination. Your examination? Oh, no, you don't. I just had two examinations already. You don't understand. I just came to fix the... I don't care what you came to fix. I had enough, taken enough abuse from you, the psychiatrist, today. 
What's the matter with you, buddy? Are you nuts? Nuts? Crazy, am I? Well, that's the last straw. Cosmo, did you read what happened to those two psychiatrists in this morning's paper? Yes, they each committed the other to an institution. And to think... And to think I believe you were crazy. You don't see those ghosts anymore, do you, Cosmo? No, they've left me for good, don't they? So glad. And to make everything perfect, the telephone wires are being fixed, so Heliotrope, of course, will stay. Just how about what you think? Why, Heliotrope, what's the matter? The matter? Two empty straight jackets chased the telephone man up the tree and won't let him down. <laughs> oh, dear, here we go again. Topper starring Roland Young next Thursday when Mrs. Topper intercepts a present meant for Marion. Remember, Topper next Thursday, same time, same station. This is Richard Calmer saying good night for the makers of those bubbly light crisper cornflakes, Post Toasty. Classic streams. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening. Classic Streams. (laughs) 